Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio. We're your hosts. I'm Joseph with Coffee Lovers Magazine. I'm sitting here with Jesse with Conduit Coffee, and it's totally a week later. Absolutely. And, oh look, Neil showed up again. I just won't leave. I haven't, I, I haven't left here in three weeks. Oh, yeah. we're out of food. It's bad. It's yeah. bad. You were been out of beer for like a week and a half now. Yep. This is the last bit. I have some over here, so. Oh, it's so cold. Got a, Amazing. <laughs> this is an amazing place. Isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's what we call a time warp. Speaking of cold drinks. Yes. Yes, cold drinks. Cold drinks. Cold drinks. Something other than cold beer, Joseph? No. No. Okay. Whiskey. Mm, a little bit of ice. Uh, it must be the afternoon. <laughs> I'm trying to think of ways to make it awkward, and apparently sitting here saying nothing is just the just, trick. Yep. Uh, cold brew has gone through a ridiculous craze this summer. Um, everyone's doing it. That's I mean, true. it's been on the rise the past couple of years. But yeah, this year, especially, you know, all the big guys yeah. broke out with the cold brew. Um, and I, st- I don't think most people know what it is yet. Still. I don't know. I think it's getting there. I think that most people who drink coffee probably know who it is at this point. Well, they know that there is cold brew. Right. But do they understand what it is and why? Well, they know it's, it's better. It's in all of the all of the grocery stores. You can get it in, on the milk aisle, you know, just sitting well, right there. Well, here you can. No, my parents get it in Florida. Like, oh, Florida's wow. got nothing. Okay. It's like... That's impressive. Like mm-hmm. alligators and... Well, old people, and that's it. It's handy because it's less volatile when you brew it, so that means it doesn't mold as fast, and it can, it's more stable. It still breaks and it, down, and it, though. It, well, yeah, everything breaks down, but it lasts a lot longer than a shot of espresso as far as flavor goes, and it holds a lot more, and so it's, you know, it's bottleable. Mm-hmm. You can can it, you can send it out, and it can, you know, it travels It's got a well. lot more body, Yep. and people tend to like coffee with a lot more body in it. It's interesting how the uh, the different elements of the coffee play with what you taste in the coffee. Uh, speaking specifically in terms of, um, let me try and clarify my brain before I blather more. I know it's been three weeks of it. The less bitterness you taste, the more sweetness you taste. That's pretty accurate, right? Yeah, sort of. Um, there, there are two different things that are being ta- that are being done. You can taste things that are very bitter and very sweet. Mm-hmm. It's it's not on either or. Okay. So it's a little bit more complicated than that, but it's I would say it's probably easier to taste things that are sweeter if there's less bitter. But you can still like chocolate is soup, for example. Hundred percent chocolate is still super sweet. Right. It's just really bitter. Or that coffee roasted coffee seed that you just gave me is very sweet mm-hmm. but it's also very bitter hmm. interesting roasted I wouldn't have perceived seed. it as sweet it though unless mm-hmm. I thought about it maybe that's because of the bitterness anyways uh, I guess my point is that the the cold brew um, certainly comes off as it often comes off as sweeter doesn't it mm-hmm. I mean it's pretty darn smooth um, it's often marketed as you know low at low acid coffee blah 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 yeah i don't know if it i don't know if that's real i mean it's not as it's not as sharp and acidic when you have especially with lighter coffees in there because the brew method itself is going to enunciate all the sugars and, and lipids and everything in there because it's a long long extraction right. usually you make cold brew there's always different methods and recipes but generally it's like you know 18 to 20 whatever 24 hours 26 hours for brewing so basically overnight for a really long brew and then there's you know different ways you can kind of finesse that for what the final product is, but um, 
I mean, that's, so you're getting everything out of that coffee, yeah. and those acids are going to get mm-hmm. covered up and balanced out a lot more with everything else that's in the coffee as well. Especially a lot of caffeine. Yep. You also brew it at room temperature, you know, so you're not getting that volatility that's activated by the heat and pressure of espresso, for instance. Unless you're hot blooming. Uh, Unless you're hot blooming. So before we get into that, though... Get your Speedo for that, though. Hot speedo. blooming. Keep going. I'm That's leaving a, it in there. That's um, a good one to leave in there. It is. It really is. I should have just glazed right over it. I'm going to edit out it so things. So it looks I kind of want like one of the old Stumptown ads with like, yeah, a dude, oh yeah, you know, with his, in the his, speedo his, with his the... roaster's third crack showing uh-huh. running down to the beach with a bag of coffee. Nice. For that, you know, hot, hot bloom. bloom. Hot bloom. <laughs> hot bloom. <laughs> it's your next T-shirt. Um, so obviously this summer cold brew real big craze. Uh huh. Um, but as we're approaching, you know, we've had a few days where it's not been hot here. Remarkably, I don't know. Um, has it been not hot in the last two weeks? It's Seattle. That's true. It's it after didn't get over ninety. Right <laughs> um, over seventy-seven. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty hot. You know, it was muggy at sixty-eight. Uh huh. Yeah. Seattle in the summer is really not very nice. Nobody should move here. It's no, not perfect, it's terrible. So. Get out. Yeah. Um, but as we're approaching, uh, you know, it's September now. I'm surprised I haven't seen pumpkin spice latte ads yet. I have. I they have. start. They it's, started in August last year. Yep. So um, and they've all been delivered to the Pumpkin Spice. Starbucks I think, uh, or Pumpkin Spice is going to be landing at that other mm-hmm. company in like four days oh. from yeah, Labor Day weekend. That used to be yeah, my yeah. favorite thing in the world. PSL. Too damn Slash sweet. Two now. weeks ago. Too damn sweet. We're going to do an episode on Pumpkin Spice latte yes. because we're going to make a real one. I had a good Labor Day. It was good. Yeah. Worked, worked all Labor Day. I did too. One. Has it been Labor Day already? Yeah. Yeah. It's the September. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> Woo! Had to um, jump back in time there and recover my memory. So, uh, pumpkin spice latte has been out now for a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's fall. That means that the uh, cold brew craze is clearly dying off. Yep, Seahawks can, are well on their we, way to the Super Bowl. Can we talk right. for a second about the? Peak cold brew? Yes, please. Because I believe peak cold brew is coming, and it's a real thing. And I don't think it's going to be this summer. I think it's going to be next summer. But now that Starbucks is doing it, and I think you can get cold brew at 7-Eleven now, and every coffee, small coffee roaster in America has their own bottled cold brew. And it's just can, as easy to make as any It really is, brew. and there's a lot of money going into bottling facilities and all these kinds of things. It's going to fall apart soon. I think it's going to lose its craze and i don't know if i don't think it's going to be this so you think it's a fad i think it's a fad i don't think it's here for good well i know it's really challenging we have some friends that that brew coffee specifically for cold brew and bottle it and they were doing really really well two years ago when it was brand new mm-hmm. and now every bottling company involved you know pepsi's involved with it yeah they're getting pressure then to have milk which means new facilities that so well, just the distribution companies are starting to push them out because they don't have a full product line that you know coca-cola has for their right group. and coca-cola never has a problem with running out right well, i think fortunately for them they they had already started working on other avenues because well, of course cold brew completely dies off in the winter well yeah which is something that's why i built wanted a, to a half pipe in there that's right cold brew storage room <laughs> um, um but i think Next year, it's going to be a little bit more, and then I think the year after that, it's going to slowly start to fade out. I can see that, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's ever going to totally go away, because oh. it's still a really great brew method for and people serving really- Also, it's great. Coffee. It's great not in the summer, too, and that's kind of one of the things I wanted to, like, I love cold coffee in the winter. You're- I mean, I usually want hot coffee because it's cold, but 
I mean, I use cold coffee for a lot of things, especially cocktails over the holidays. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Cold brew is perfect for making cocktails. It's also like we're going to have in December. Good to have hot cocktails. Yeah. Also, you can make cold brew and heat it up and it tastes amazing. That's a good way to do that. It does. Make a little more concentrate, warm it up, just put hot water into it. It's like instant coffee. You can keep it in your fridge. Aaron at Intrigue does that. He does the cold brew with the Westlake and he heats it up and it tastes amazing. Like not at all like the hot brewed version, but amazing in its own right. Um, So yeah, I mean, that's... Personally, if I'm going for coffee, I'm getting, in the wintertime especially, I'm getting hot coffee. Yeah. I think hot coffee has a lot more depth of flavor to it, I think, and you end up with... They're not brewing it by the five-gallon batch. Well, okay, so what about iced coffee? So hot coffee brewed directly on the ice. Uh, Hot to cold. Hot to cold. Yes, hot to cold. The Japanese method. The Japanese method, which we've talked about before on the show. The version. Yes. Um, I love it. And to me, that's just a completely unique way to experience the coffee. So taking cold drip coffee and putting it in the fridge... Bottom not of the good. scale, not very, very good. Bad. It goes bad. Don't do that. Uh-uh. Do you know the a lot of people do that. that oh yeah, things mold quickly. Well, more but, of the. So we have that at acids. one end. We have cold brew kind of in the middle. Various recipes for cold brew, and then we have that hot to cold method at the other end. Mm. Night and day. It's one of my favorite favorite ways. To, that's Venn also diagram. a good way to make a cocktail. Yes, it definitely is. The thing with that though is it doesn't last like cold brew. You no, can't make a you bunch gotta, and put it in your fridge. Like, you got to drink it when you make it. You can. It'll last for a day. Yeah, change, but not a week. I can. I can. I can take. I can brew a gallon on my Curtis Brewer at work of hot over iced, and it'll last on the counter for a day, and it'll taste still great at the end of that day. <laughs> the next day, it's sort of not. Yeah, it falls off a bit, but it's one pot of coffee. It's not like right. we're losing a ton of money on it or anything like that. So I think it's uh, really lovely though when you have especially really unique coffees like a yeah, like yeah. a. I know you don't like naturals in there particularly, but like a really fruity blueberry Ethiopian, something like that. You put that on there, and it really can taste like blueberry tea. You know, with the, with the hot to cold, it captures, I think, the, the instant chill functionality saves a lot of those acids right at the top and kind of gets them in before they dissipate and oxidize, and so they're in the brew and they're in the water quicker. I'm wondering if so you could good. do a, um, like a coffee version of a mimosa. Yeah. It's coffee, coffee. Coffee orange juice? No. <laughs> coffee I and champagne, <laughs> sir. Coffee yeah, and champagne. That you could do. No, I've made like a yeah, like a tequila sunrise with cold brew and orange juice and grape juice and tequila. It's not as bad as anyway. Really I'm, I'm just trying to brainstorm all the ways I can use cold coffee over the winter. Also iced I'm Americanos. I'm gonna own that. Pretty yeah. good. If you like iced Americanos. Hmm. Uh, but espresso on the ice uh, never seems to work out. Like, not directly. A really good affogato, really no, hard to do. Because an affog- like I love an affogato, but it usually what ends up sour. All of the things. Is it usually that the places that have affogatos don't know how to make coffee? Yeah, I think that's... No. I think that maybe they're using the wrong kind of coffee for an affogato. I don't know. When I was working at a certain silly cup cupcake company here in Seattle. Yeah. We had affogados over cupcakes, and it was pretty good. You know, yeah, the I'm, I'm and stuff all like about that. affogados. I don't mm-hmm. care, honestly, what the coffee tastes like. It's the bitter versus the sweet in that situation. Well, I think what, I, what I've run into a lot is sourness that I think is, is oh, a result I've of chilling the espresso problem. immediately. Most of the time when I get an affogato, it's like a dark roast espresso that has no yeah. acidity to it, basically, at all. That, that would be... Hmm. Okay. Oh, because I'm going to, like... Hagen does, 
mm. and getting illy espresso over my ice cream, you know. So since we're talking about using cold brew and stuff in, in cooking, the reason I bring use cold brew in cooking, okay, if you're doing any kind of recipe that uses coffee, yep. well, 95% of recipes online use instant coffee. No. Screw that. Just make, even if you brew the coffee, that's better than using the instant coffee. Like, you don't need to go use crappy instant coffee. I mean, I prefer using cold brew for Always. baking um, stuff. We do that all the time. I use cold brew. We have brisket right now in the crock pot that you should try because it's amazing. And mm -hmm. it's literally garlic pepper, tiny bit of salt, cold brew. Nice. And some olive oil. Uh, and it's amazing. And cold brew that way is better than just using coffee grounds because they'll go stale after a while. Well, and so you've used coffee grounds as a rub, and I think you've, you ran into the bitterness problem. A little like bit, too yeah. Too much being extracted or something like that? Yeah, I don't do it for the flavor necessarily. It's more for the texture. Yeah. It's nice to add okay. that onto for like kind of a blackened, blackened chicken thing, but um, yeah, cold brew right in the crock pot. I am going to do a series of, of recipes and stuff, um, but we'll get to that. Neil, do you want to tell us about the uh, hot bloom? Hot bloom. Hot bloom. So there's this great thing that happens when every you January. Do every January. Key West. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a music festival. <laughs> um, so hot bloom, cold brew. It is. Jesse's laughing too hard. I can't keep going. Um, I like how that stool keeps farting. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Yellowney, Seattle's king of coffee. <laughs> Stop saying that. <laughs> Seattle's king of hot bloom. Um, king of the hot bloom. Yeah. Let's make a shirt for him. Hot. So, hot bloom. <laughs> oh my God, we need to get. Can you write? Can you write Sean an email? Right here. Right on my waistband. <laughs> um, get get Sean on the horn so we can do a hot. So bloom. the, the one of the nice things about doing that hot coffee over ice thing is you get all of the lovely acidity and fruitiness and all that kind of stuff that you would have in hot coffee but it's cold right mm. and one of the problems that i have with cold brew is that you don't get any of that all that you have is that heavy bottom end sweetness mm -hmm. and nothing of the actual coffee that's going into it. And that works great if you're using a dark roast coffee. Like when I first started making it, it was always a dark roast coffee and you're just bringing out all that chocolatiness and it just tastes sweet and that's great. But if you want to use a nicer coffee, you're better off doing a hot bloom mm -hmm. where you add hot water to the beginning to, um, words, essentially bloom like we're yeah, doing in the drip and right. it, it releases all of those acids and, and gases mm. and things like that that, you'd be that you need you need the heat to bring that stuff out um and then you let's say the word shock it with ice water mm -hmm. and it just stop that broom stops it's it. like blanching your tomatoes or something exactly like that, or you stop well, it's, and it's, just like it's like combining the japanese ice method with a cold brew right it is so we're gonna pick a fight for another our talk show radio host sure. we're gonna do because I totally disagree with you. I agree 100% with what you're saying, but what I've found when I've experimented with the hot bloom is that it tastes closer to like older drip coffee. The, have you come in and tasted? Well, see, so I've had their I've had no, their cold brew. The total disclaimer is I've never had Neil's cold brew. I've so. had their cold brew. It's very yeah. delicious. It tastes a lot I like will. in terms of the profile and the texture and the like. The there's a brightness to it that's really nice. It reminds me 
very much of slow drip. Hmm. Um, and, to, and my understanding of the slow drip is that it's more about the balance of the acids in it. Obviously, they're still using cold water, so you're, only gonna, you're not going to extract the things that the hot water is going to extract. But I think because the water doesn't, uh, isn't in contact with the coffee all the time, you end up with a balance more in favor of the acids in right. a slow drip, which is similar to what you're doing. But. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, it activates it. I think, I think what, I, what I was doing, it, doing a longer brew, like it, it allowed us to do a shorter brew because you got a lot of the brewing done quicker than you could shock and end it. And it wasn't bad by any means. I just felt like it wasn't as sweet. Like it added sort of a, not necessarily a bad thing at all, but it added sort of a bitterness, that, like a brewed coffee bitterness to it. You uh, don't happen to have a slow dripper, do you? No. It would be fun to compare slow drip, hot bloom, and regular cold brew of the same coffee. That would be fun. And V60s and espresso and everything else while we're at it. Yeah, might as we well. can just have get on 60 different. Yeah. How about for this Come event that we're doing in January? Let's do it. All right. You want to write that down? Oh, it's recorded. Sweet. Yeah, we should. Uh, we can talk about that event too. Oh yeah, um, Coffee Con's Coffee coming. Con in January in Seattle. Since it's now October, is that official? Something like that. It's going to be in Seattle in January at the Seattle Center. Thank you for commenting, sharing, and telling your mom about this podcast. That's right. Thank you. We love it when moms listen to our podcast. Yep. This is definitely a mom-friendly po- podcast. Most of them. Not any of them I've ever Joseph. been. <laughs> you have been listening to Coffee Lovers Radio. Please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Support the producers. Check out Coffee Lovers Magazine at coffeeloversmag.com and download our app. Also get yourself some fantastic coffee from Conduit Coffee at conduitcoffee.com.